This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, everybody? This is the Prince of Queens, Brian Myers, and the host of the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. And you're listening to Top Rope Nation. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I finished these fights. Give me a hell, yeah. Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it. It's the best thing going today. What's up, everybody? Breaking news pod. Uh, we were actually not even thinking about doing a podcast today, but then all this crazy news broke this afternoon. So we decided, Kyle and I at least, let's jump on. I think Justin's still at work, so Justin will not be joining us, sadly. But uh, we wanted to talk about the news while it's hot. So uh, not the happiest of news, Kyle, but for the second year in a row here on April 15th, WWE mass release day, not nearly as many as last year, but still a lot of people, some shocking names we're going to get into. Um, those of you watching right now, leave your reactions to the chat room. We'd like to get you involved in the show. But uh, Kyle, you just walked in the door, man. Thanks for jumping on with me here. Anytime, anytime I can be of service. I mean, my God, like I'm not going to pass up an opportunity to talk about pro wrestling on a Thursday afternoon. Um, yeah. So second year in a row on April 15th. I don't know if, you know, Vince gets out of the accountant's office and gets real mad or what, but, um, it's kind of odd, isn't yeah, it? it is. I mean, I guess, you know, maybe it's just after mania and whatever. And in their opinion, they're like, Hey, we didn't use these people, but, um, your heart goes out to everybody. I mean, anytime anybody loses a job. Yeah, you feel sad for him. I mean, you know, except Matt Gates. I mean, I'd be happy if he lost his job. <laughs> I wouldn't weep there. But um, you know, the what is it here? Nine names I'm looking at. Yeah, that's that's sad. And you know, I feel bad too because if you go back to our Mania post show, I got to talk about the state of the women's division, right? And how man, it's going to be hard for some of these women to find a spot. And well, you know, I guess you see some of that now. Mm -hmm. um, other than Joe, I'm not shocked by any name on this list, though. Yeah, that's kind of a point I wanted to raise here because some of these names, like it's not super unexpected. Of course, for a lot of these people, they are going to have a place to land, whether it's AEW or Ring of Honor, maybe even New Japan, uh, Impact, of course. So it's not like they're not going to be able to earn a living. Of course, there's the aspect of it of, You've been working for a company for many, many years. All of your friends work there. So, you know, it's disheartening to lose your job here, especially after WWE made record profits yes. last year. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I think we need to really hammer that home, that this is a company that, you know, no matter what you think about any of these nine names as performers, the notion, and we said this last year, did we not? The, the notion that WWE had to let these names go is just boulder dash. Yeah, so that's the report Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful had is that it was John Laurinaitis 
making the calls on all of these cuts today and that the company line was they were doing it for budget cuts. Now, of course, you can cut budgets even when you're doing good revenue. But I mean, when you touted your most profitable year ever, it's just the optics of it look bad. Uh, I agree with you. Samoa Joe is by far the most shocking name here because Joe is like a big time player. I know he's been broadcasting for a while. Maybe there were some disagreements about, uh, you know, his medical status. If he wants to get back in the ring, if the company was behind that, we don't know all the details yet. Um, certainly if he can have another run in the wrestling business, you know, before he hangs them up for good, I'd love to see AEW sign him. I don't think AEW should sign all of these names, which is another thing we're going to get into here, but he is by, when that one came across, I was shocked. Um, I think the first like big name that came out, Billy Kay was just on WrestleMania. So that was a little shocking. And she was the only one of these names that participated in WrestleMania, even in the Andre, right? Yes. Or was Kalisto in the Andre? I don't recall. I mean, SmackDown, but part of WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to remember now. Andre the Giant Battle Royal here. Let me look it up. It's very sad that I could probably tell you all 20 people in the WrestleMania 4 Battle Royal, but something that happened six days ago, I'm scrambling to think. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, but, you know, either way, you see those names come across Billy Kay. It's like, oh, wow. And then people are joking. Oh, gosh, I hope Peyton Royce doesn't happen. And then not too long after that, Peyton Royce gets released. And everyone's been so vocal about why did WWE release or not release? Well, that too. But why did WWE break up the tag team, the Iconics? You're talking about a main roster tag division with all these force teams and nothing really feeling organic or like these teams belong in the main roster they had so many problems getting that women's tag roster really off the ground ever since they started it and they had that great team and billy Kay and peyton royce and they split them up for no reason and then both of them have been kind of <laughs> languishing trying to find their way since then when they could have just been a team and, and helped out you know you know it's just become old hat at this point these nxt acts getting the main roster and they're just getting given up on so quickly with them, you know, you mentioned they won the tag titles, but you could tell that even in the midst of that title run, they were given up on. Because remember, yeah. they weren't like working much mm-hmm. uh, as champions. And, you know, I don't know. Um, it's WWE's problem. I'm very sad we never got the Monday Night MILF idea that Mickey James was pitching. Oh, my God. <laughs> she did that <laughs> yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, the rest of these folks, I mean, if they're not getting used, Look, you're not – it's it's great work if you can get it just to be not used and get a decent salary in WWE. But you would hope also with these people that none of them were happy how they were mm-hmm. being used. And yeah. they would want to go somewhere else and, you know, kind of show it you – know, stick it to WWE. Like, hey, look at what you missed out on. Yeah. Because the bottom line is moving forward, uh, none of these people were going to be regulars. In WWE. So unless if you were just happy like that, just being backstage and doing nothing, mm. you know, you, I mean, you could look at this as a positive if you're any of these individuals. Uh, Dalvin checking in on our stream on Facebook says very frustrating that April 15th seems to be the new release date. If NJ NJPW needs a super junior, then Kalisto would be a good pickup. Hard to uh, disagree with you there. He'd be very good in that situation. Um, Bob checking in on Facebook. Thank God Alistair didn't get released. Yeah, he's still there. The day's not over, but uh, as far as we know, Alistair Black, at least as we record, is still employed. 
Um, let us know your thoughts, guys. So we are streaming live on YouTube. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. So reply and we can get those comments involved in the broadcast here. Where would you like to see some of these names end up? Do you want to see them in AEW? Do you want to see them in New Japan? Uh, as Dalvin said, do you want to see them in Impact, Ring of Honor? Let us know your thoughts as we continue here on the broadcast. You know, I want to get back to Joe, but, you know, you kind of talked about the head-scratching usage of Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, how, you know, they were a team, they broke them up, then they just didn't do anything with them, and then Billy Kay's doing tag team work without Peyton Royce. Um, Tucker is very interesting, his main roster. So they, they ran that big angle with him where he turned on Otis and gave Miz the briefcase, right? Mm-hmm. And normally, when you do something like that, that is considered the start of a push, right? But with Tucker, yeah, but with Tucker, it was the beginning of the end. Yeah. Like, they, they, they did that, and it's like, okay, is there going to be an Otis-Tucker feud? Nope. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, like, that never happened. You know, yeah. you, were, you were just a pawn in, in the Miz getting the briefcase back, and now you're gone. Thank you for coming. What an odd piece of booking that was um Samoa Joe I feel very sad for um in particular because no matter what they asked him to do it feels like he did it well right like I mean he's hurt I mean he he was by far the best commentator in WWE he's the only one who you know added a little color to it I mean the play-by-play guys are all so robotic I mean we'll Mm -hmm. see about this Adnan Burke I I thought he was okay at ESPN What'd you think about his debut on Raw? I didn't think it went went so great. Well, he didn't. He didn't exactly have a good show to commentate, did he? That's true too. Okay, <laughs> it was not the not the greatest Raw after I mean, Mania. You know, I, you know, Byron's always just happy to be there. Graves, in their mind, is cutting edge, but not really. Um, so yeah, I loved Joe's commentator. And remember when they had him do that feud with Lesnar a couple years ago, and he cut that incredible promo when he just mm-hmm. grabbed Paul Heyman, and oh my God, was that so good? Yeah. And one of the but it's not just that Joe, everything he did was good for what they called upon. It was, I look back at Samoa Joe's career, and this was a guy who was probably my favorite wrestler in like 2003 to 2006-ish. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I if would agree. He was, right. he was up there for me too. But he was such a badass as the Ring of Honor champion. And then when he came to... uh TNA, it was like, oh my God, they need to strap this guy. And it, remember, they started falling when they didn't build the promotion around him. Yes. Um, I can't remember the exact year that was, but um, I, I know that's what it was when they kind of stalled his push. And you look back at just what a badass he was back then. And kind of, you know, now his physical shape, it's just too bad he never got to be that Samoa Joe. On, I mean, I know Impact was a national promotion, but in WWE, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just a shame that, like, especially now with this promo and talking ability, if you could take the modern Samoa Joe on the mic and combine it with 2003, 2006 Samoa Joe on the ring, my God, what a professional wrestler that would be. But, you know, he, he's a guy that I would want to see to go to AEW because they know how to use talkers. You know, even if he can't go, I mean, we don't know his medical status. If he can't go, but we've seen with, you know, guys who just can talk, there's a place for you in that promotion. Mm-hmm. Just also just as a mentor in the locker room, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I would think this is why WWE 
would want to keep the guy around. You know, he's a guy who's been at such a high level, as you mentioned, he could do it all. He could work. He could talk. He can talk as an announcer. He can talk as a wrestler. Like the IQ that this guy has for the wrestling business, I would think that that would be a massive advantage for your company. That's why seeing him released was one of the most surprising things. Well, definitely the most surprising, right? Because you look at the other people and yeah, Bo Dallas, Bo Dallas hasn't wrestled since November of 2019. And we've joked about on the show. He's God bless him. He's been he's been collecting a check this whole I mean, time to not work. I'm sure I mean, he wants to work though. Yeah, I mean, if they can't figure him in as like a voodoo doll or something for the fiend, I mean, you know, it's just not working for the guy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, Bo Dallas was not a surprising name. Wesley Blake, not so surprising. Chelsea Green, you know, unfortunately, she just hasn't been able to stay healthy. She did get just get a new contract though, which made that name pretty surprising. Uh, we've mentioned, I think, the rest, Billy Kay, uh, Peyton Royce, Mickey James, uh, Tucker. So, yeah, I think we've gone through all of the names that got released. But, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see where these names Oof. end up. Because we... I, I, I do think that, uh, you know, they, they have a lot of potential employment opportunities. And a lot of them could certainly rejuvenate their careers or, or make a dent. Yeah. I just want to say a couple things in some of the names we just went down. Wesley Blake, apparently, uh, some people know, has a pregnant wife. So that's Ooh. really shitty. Yes. Thir- third child, uh, I guess, is what somebody's saying. And uh, Ad Van Verk has apparently yet to meet Vince McMahon. No kidding. <laughs> that, wow. that, that's per the observer. That wow. is a, that's an odd thing that your main play-by-play guy on Raw has not met Mr. <laughs> McMahon? Vince has just been so infatuated with signing someone from the real sports world that he finally got one of those guys and he doesn't even need to meet him. He's good. Just put him on there. Put him on national television. Whatever. Yeah, I just, so, yeah, just a real bummer when you see this. I mean, the first two I saw were Billy Kay and Chelsea Green. Then the other names just all came down. It's just, oh, you know, you you hate to see it. And you hope this is it, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bob checking in on Facebook. He said it would be nice to see some of these names in Impact or Ring of Honor. I feel like AEW is signing too many names too quickly. Agreed. Uh, they already the roster is already getting bloated. You know, we got the YouTube shows, but still, you know, only that that two hour show on TNT every week. You don't have too many people on your roster. Joe is a person who I think they should sign right away. He's a difference maker. And then outside of that. I would probably go for the Iconics just because the AEW women's division has not been great. You know, that's definitely been a weakness. Um, Are they going to light you up as far as like putting on five-star matches? No, but they're both solid, entertaining wrestlers. They do good character work. They're they're people that uh, fans recognize. I think that they could help out just from an experience standpoint too. the women's locker room. Uh, but outside of those three, I probably wouldn't go for any of the rest of these names for AEW. What, what are you thinking, Kyle? No, I mean, especially when you've got that criticism that they're trying to push too many people. Mm-hmm. I mean, AEW, and we're going to talk about AEW and some positive news here in a moment. Uh, for them, you know, um, if there's one thing that's you, you can say about that promotion, it's it's not that they don't have a lot of people. So, I mean, you know, that they, they don't need really more. So, I mean, they can afford to pick and choose. You do just hope, obviously, everyone gets some sort of landing spot and is able to, you know, continue on their wrestling career uh, if that's uh, what they so desire. By the way, with Aleister Black, I know one of our uh, chatters was like, oh, glad not to see that name. 
Uh, Mike Johnson reported this afternoon that they've begun filming promos for his return. Okay. So he appears to be quite safe. So we, we don't. Um, yeah. Already, uh, uh, already putting I, revenue towards them. So yeah, towards him, can't release it. Right? In case of everyone's not noticing yet, uh, I am doing the time tested podcasting technique of scrolling down my Twitter feed rather quick to, as we do things. <laughs> hey, in this real is time. a breaking news show. You got to do it. You got to do okay. it. It's informal. This is fascinating here. Uh, somebody has a graphic up of uh, one of the last big rounds of NXT call-ups. On their way to WWE, would you like me to name these six faces I'm looking at right now? Uh, Lars Sullivan, mm. uh, no longer with us. Still alive. He's just unemployed, for the record. L- Lacey Evans. Yeah. Uh, still employed, but on uh, leave. EC3, gone. Tucker, gone. So that's <laughs> when was this from, by the way? I think this was from less than two years ago. And three yeah, I was going to say, from... like 18 months ago, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Otis, who is, you know, at a certain level. And then Nikki Cross, who's not doing much either. Wow. On their way to WWE. Wow. Not for long. Um, YouTube here, YouTube comment, XP Ent- Entertainment. I think Joe and Mickey and Chelsea Green is all AEW should sign from any of the talents released. So those are, especially the, you know, the females there are interesting names. You know, it'll be interesting to see what Chelsea Green does because, you know, her fiance, Zach, former Zach Ryder, Matt Cardona, he's been an impact. Um, could see her going that direction. Uh, Mickey James. So Mickey James would be like a good veteran to have, but they kind of have that already in AEW with Serena Deeb. So I don't know that you would want to sign Mickey James. Big fan of Mickey James. Talked about her on a WrestleMania 22 pod recently. But you, I do think you have to be very careful and who you're signing now as AEW and signing too many of these of these WWE I mean, um, releases. Yeah, I but. mean, don't forget. I mean, Andrade is you know another name that we yep. just talked about not that long ago, and we were you know having that. So it, it it'll be interesting to see. By the way, Johnny Ace <laughs> back in the fold, mm-hmm. and you know coming up with excuses like making all those friends, budget cuts. Don't pay attention to that uh, budget report. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Ryan in the chat checking in. Uh, the Iconics are solid wrestlers, but more importantly, they're naturally entertaining. You can tell they don't have to try when they're being funny, especially Billy Kay. Agreed. Not many people could have gotten that dog crap resume gimmick over, but she kept it fun. She, she did. Um, you know, I mean, there were some people who were, I thought, overreacting to it a little bit. Like, I mean, it was mildly abusing. I mean, let's not, you know... <laughs> think it was like one of the like the finest storylines of this generation i mean my god i saw some people like i've never seen anything funnier in wrestling it's like have you uh, yeah there's some exaggerating she is watched. a naturally funny person yeah, it's like though, have right? you ever yeah. watched bobby heenan i mean my god um you know peyton royce i gotta wonder if her goose was cooked when she had that match with oscon raw a few weeks back mm. and it wasn't very good Mm-hmm. Remember, remember, you know, this is the thing with WWE. This is really how sad this promotion has become in some regards. They've turned the shoot promo into a cliche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just saw Greg's thing. I'm yeah. not going to talk about cameo member Lars Sullivan. <laughs> um, but, you know, they gave her that, like, that, you know, hey, I'm under push, that promo they just give anybody on 
raw talk or talking mm-hmm. smack and that led to a match and when the match didn't deliver it was just kind of, and then she wasn't on wrestlemania it's kind of like oh boy mm-hmm. you know you I, I wonder if she kind of knew her you know <laughs> any semblance of a push was over yeah uh, for her at that point again it just goes back to why did they ever break up the iconics made no sense at the time makes even less sense right now mm-hmm. and uh yeah we'll see where they end up but um we want to talk about the AEW ratings news here in just a second, but you guys can keep the comments coming on the WWE releases because I know that's first and foremost in everyone's mind right now. If you're new to the YouTube channel, please hit subscribe, like the video. We would greatly, greatly appreciate this. I'll also be putting this out in podcast form um, to all the usual feeds. We are available wherever you find your podcast. Just check the links in the description for this. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed. Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Nobody builds 5G. Like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. So, yeah, XP checking in in the chat again. AEW did an extremely good number. Absolutely. So we got the AEW ratings report this afternoon right after the release news started coming. AEW did way better. Than I'm just trying we could to buy shoes and get a haircut, man, and all this news has happened. <laughs> oh, it's like one of the most newsworthy days in a while, I guess, outside of WrestleMania, of course. But all this stuff breaking from both companies. So AEW, we had this... Not really prediction, but we had a discussion in our Facebook forum uh, yesterday on where do we think AEW is going to come in with the ratings? You know, where, how good should they be expecting? What do they need to do? And uh, we were like, oh, 900,000 would be a really good number for them. Well, turns out they beat that by like over 30%. AEW Dynamite, 1.219 million viewers on Wednesday night. Of course, this is their first night now going unopposed by NXT. Moving forward, this is the second highest viewership they have ever done with not like any more promotion than usual. You know, just the fact that NXT wasn't going head to head. The only show that they've ever done with a higher viewership number was the premiere back in uh, early October of 2009 that did a 1.4 million. And then in the key 18 to 49 ratings demographic, AEW did a 0.44 demo rating, which is a very good rating. It was number two for the night on cable. It beat two NBA games that were on ESPN. Um, can't remember what the show was that beat them, but I mean, overall, number two on cable. Excellent 18 to 49 rating. And then, of course, the viewership blew out of the water our expectations. And so when you look at that number and you break it down, where they made big gains was in the over 50 crowd. The over 50 crowd is who always tunes into nxt if you look at the AEW versus nxt ratings over the last several months AEW would win every demo most weeks except 
over 50. That was the crowd watching NXT. So they clearly got a lot of those people to tune in out of curiosity this week. Uh, I believe last week, AEW did a 0.24 in the 50 plus demo, and they did like a 0.5 this week, more than doubled what they did last week. So next week to see how many people continue to tune in to AEW Dynamite will be key. But I mean, Kyle, a, a shocking, a shocking number. So what do we attribute this to? Just the fact that NXT wasn't head to head? All right, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, to answer your question, I just wanted to make sure the show is still on this week, and it is. The, uh, that uh, challenge on MTV was number one, as it often okay. is on That's Wednesday right. nights. I, I don't watch that show. You could mm-hmm. pay me to watch it, but apparently it's very popular with some people, so I don't want to sound uncool. Uh, yeah. What do I attribute this to? I don't know. Because, like you, I was stunned. Uh, AEW was coming off what I thought was their weakest episode of Dynamite in a long time last mm-hmm. week. Um, they This show was coming at the tail end of a lot of wrestling. I mean, we had SmackDown Friday night, um, and that was preceded by two nights of TakeOver, include, and a night of AEW. Uh, the Hall of Fame, then we had two nights of WrestleMania, we had Raw, we had NXT first two. So, I mean, there's been a lot of wrestling. And I made the comment on Facebook thread. I said, is there a tipping point here where some people like some people just could say, hey, I got to take a night off, particularly those WWE uh, NXT loyalists. Right. Mm-hmm. If they're like, hey, man, I've watched a lot of wrestling. Maybe I'll check out this AEW now that's on by itself. So, but not this week. I'm done. Well, apparently the answer is no. Yeah, that's what we were because worried it, about. Burnout. Yeah. Yeah. Because it shot up. And like you mentioned, it's mostly over 50 where the gains are. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I you just got to think that a lot of those people did. Um, Jericho podcast effect, uh, being on the Stone Cold sessions, did that do anything? I mean, were there... This is grumbling now. Why did I allow that to Yeah, happen? yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, were, were there people who saw that and said, what, what's AEW? Yeah. I'm going to check this out. I, I don't know. I don't think that's a substantial number, but even if it's a few, Vince is probably kicking himself uh, in that regard. I, I do know that... Virtually every show uh, in the last five days or whatever has been up. SmackDown was up. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I don't ever want to hear again that hype shows can't do well in the ratings. Because that was a hype show last Friday. Granted, yeah. Yeah, yeah, granted what they were hyping was the biggest show of the year. But still, it shows. And it did well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it shows if you hype something that is good, people will be interested you know it was old school there were you know pre-tapes interviews so i don't want to hear that that format can't do well raw was up this week uh over two million its best number since mania or since raw after mania last year i believe yeah but it's it's been a while they've been in that like one and a half to just under two million ranking Mm -hmm. for quite a while in fact i was going to mention um there was a raw in december that dynamite beat in the target demo this week. Yes. So I mean that's how that's how big this AEW dynamite number yeah. was. Raw did a 0.41 in 18 to 49 back in mid-December. So. Yeah, and and the overall number is like is it about five hundred thousand off from what they were mm-hmm. doing a few weeks ago. And you know, people could say, oh well, dynamite was good last night. Maybe that's something to do with it. Well, Raw was up and Raw was the opposite of good. On Monday yeah. night. So I don't know if it's just that everyone was really into watching wrestling this week. I don't know if there's something specific. I'll have to look at those breakdowns. I mean, they had Mike Tyson. Yeah. I mean, w- was that something? But 
it's not like they had some heavily hyped match. Yeah, it's like so Tyson's been on the show now before yeah. a couple of times. He's Last still a, week, a major name, though. You know, and, yeah. And, yeah. And you could argue he was actually hyped up a little bit more last week when the ratings so i don't know if you could attribute very much to mike tyson when we're doing things um was it was it that first match was it the bucks match that you know he just held people and people liked what they saw and they stayed i mean um, dude talk about an awesome match to open with yeah he like you look at this in retrospect and it's like you know, we didn't think the number was going to be anywhere close to this big. It was. Then they had their best show in weeks. They opened with that awesome, awesome tag team match. So, like, if they're going to draw any of these people back, you know, on a consistent basis, they did about as good a job as they could at putting on a pretty darn good show. You know, if they would have tuned into a show a couple of weeks ago and we were we were kind of critical of the focus of the show and everything, maybe not so much. But as, as far as how they did last night, like I think they hit it out of the park. It's, it's the yeah. best show they've had in a long time. And you mentioned this um, a couple of minutes ago. It's all about retention, right? Yep. I mean, get, doing one big number is nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you have to be careful about doing cartwheels over it. Remember when SmackDown debuted on Fox and they did like 4 million? And yeah. three weeks later, they were right back down to what they were doing in USA every week. Mm-hmm. So it is. It's all about getting people to stay. I mean, one number is nice. This number is obviously, you know, their second best ever. But you would hope to see... Uh, you know, a, a strong retention rate moving forward. Can they consistently stay over 1 million? Um, I think that can they expand on this number? That's the ultimate goal. I mean, okay, 1.2 is great, You're, but you want to beat the number, right? You want to continue to do record ratings. That's what we would see in the Monday Night Wars. It was all about setting records every week, right? Mm, so, yeah. um, and, you know, can they inch closer to Raw? Um I think that's a big storyline to do mm-hmm. because I, I would be shocked uh, if Raw had a strong retention rate next week. Yeah. I think I think that two million number was based on that myth of oh, it's the night after WrestleMania. We know how Raw can get so crazy. That hasn't happened in a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Damien in the chat he says, I mean, it's a better overall product, but obviously, not having another show on Wednesday helps a lot. But NXT only went up 150 to 200,000 viewers, while AEW went 600,000 up after takeover week. So, I mean, yeah, just a massive, massive gain, way more than I would have expected. Yeah, like, and- I didn't think they were going to do a million, to be honest with you. Uh, Gabe Benson, Patreon supporter of the show, in our Facebook group, he did, <laughs> he said a million yesterday. So, a tip of the cap. Yo, that's a great point by Damien. Um, you, you can't just say, well, it's there by themselves because mm-hmm. NXT only went up, you know, so far, whereas Dynamite went up way more. So obviously they they did something that attracted more people uh, with the split night. So, you know, very interesting. Uh, and yeah. it really drives home the point that NXT going to Wednesday was always about limiting the AEW number. I talked about this before. We all did on the show. WWE, obviously, they wanted to win the Wednesday night ratings consistently. They they certainly didn't want to lose. But it was more about keeping the AEW number down. They don't want the AEW number to get within range of Raw where somebody can, like some media uh, 
you know, and he picks that up and writes an article. Hey, did you know there's this other wrestling company and they're basically mm-hmm. doing the same numbers wrong? That's the WWE's nightmare. That's what they do not want. Yeah. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how close, if they can get any closer uh, moving forward. But again, it's all about putting on good shows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you put on a good show, I think people will follow you. And uh, we shall see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, regardless of what was said on NXT conference calls and we were always on Wednesday nights and stuff, it's like NXT was a show that people watch on demand. You know, it wasn't appointment viewing to watch it live. It's true they're on Wednesdays, but um, because of the TNT schedule, Dynamite pretty much had to be on Wednesdays. And NXT consciously put their show there on USA to siphon off viewers. And we're seeing why with this rating here, potentially. So we'll, we'll stay tuned in the weeks ahead. We'll be talking on a podcast a lot um, each and every week and following this. Cause yeah, like you said, the comparison to raw and even topping some recent raw numbers, if AEW can keep this number up, I mean, we're talking a whole new, a whole new ball game here and keep in mind too, AEW growing their audience here, potentially during a pandemic, you know, when you look at the history of AEW Dynamite starting in October of 2019, they only had a handful of months where they were touring and they've been putting on these shows over and over at Daly's Place in Jacksonville with a limited audience or no audience. You know, that's a huge detriment to the product potentially, but they've gotten very good, I think, at presenting those shows. But it's still not the same as going to a different arena every week and having those engaged fans surrounding ringside. So for them to be pulling a number like this a year and a half into the company's history on TNT is just massive. you got to tip your hat to them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, I, I would hope, you know, that uh, my efforts over the last four and a half years on this show have not been for naught. And when you saw that Anthony and go-go finish, please tell me you thought of me and how happy it made me. <laughs> Anyone who's, please, who, yes. I mean, I mean, let's bring this business back. With body shots and the ref just calling it off. Can, can, can we bring this business back? Oh, was I so excited. I mean, about dude, that. if you want this to be like a real sport and people always say, well, if wrestling was a real sport, there you go. Right. Yeah. I mean, have you ever been hit? Have you ever been punched in the gut? If, yeah. if you think that's a bad finish, but think doing like DDTs off the ring apron to the floor, not to pick on Rian Asuka is good. Then you don't really understand wrestling. <laughs> Um, I wanted to throw this comment out. So Camille in the chat, tra- in the chat, Mickey James to the NWA or ring of honor. Yeah. I, I, I think mean, that that's most likely there's obviously Aldis, a obviously. connection. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, love Mickey James, but yeah, Serena deep's kind of filling that role at AEW right now. So I'd be careful with that if I was AEW, but yeah, uh, there's I, intriguing possibility. I, do, I yeah. do want to say one thing, and maybe there needs to be some self-reflection among the internet wrestling community here. You know, there was a lot of talk, uh, and there's always a lot of talk with every pay-per-view about, you know, how much time do these pay-per-views go? Oh, we want the pay-per-views to be tighter. Oh, my God, there's like Raw so long. You know, oh, my God, there's so much first-run WWE TV every week. Oh, my God, AEW's got two darks now. Well, if you're going to make those comments to these promotions, then you're kind of implicitly saying, well, you don't need all these people or we don't want all these people, right? I mean, there is an argument mm-hmm. not to be cold or heartless on a day like today where these companies might be better with smaller crews. Yeah. You know, I mean, but, um, you know, that's just something when you're making those comments, you have to realize, you know, if these promotions hear that, they're like, well, why, yeah, why do we keep around all, all these people? 
the example that I've I've kept seeing here, you know, to give some of these names some light at the end of the tunnel is like, look what happened to Drew McIntyre, right? Like he got released, went out, did the indie thing, got better as a performer, came back, went through NXT. Now he's one of the biggest stars in the company. And while I'm not going to like predict that for any of these names, you know, I'm not sure that there's a Drew McIntyre here. There are people who look, Bo Dallas is a talented guy who hasn't worked much lately, but that Bo Leave thing was not the greatest gimmick and he made it entertaining. So potentially he goes out there in the indie scene. He gets better as a performer. Certainly he has the family heritage to succeed in pro wrestling. It's in his genetics. He comes back. He's even better than before, you know? So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but there's always, like we said at the top of the show, it's not like these names won't be able to find work because they will. They're all talented people. It sucks to lose your job, though, no matter what. It sucks Mm -hmm. to not be able to work with your friends. It sucks to lose what you're familiar with. So we're not saying that, like, oh, they're out of a job and they're not going to be able to pay for their house or anything like that. Like, yes, they're going to find work, but it's change. And it's not always positive for people. It depends how you handle it as a person. And so some of them, you know, they can take this negative, turn it into a positive, become better performers, and potentially we'll see them again on Raw and SmackDown. We'll see what happens. You know, I think the next episode to watch for AEW ratings-wise is the blood and guts. What When's that supposed to? That's a few weeks from now, I think. A couple it, weeks, yeah. May, May something. Yeah. You know, I think... If I'm I'm trying to build that up as a destination, um, mm-hmm. you know, then double or nothing's only a couple of weeks after that too. So you got to start getting that card together. But well, May fifth, May fifth, yeah, is blood and guts. So there you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what uh, three more dynamites from now from from yesterday. Yeah, so two yeah. more regulars and then that one. It'll be interesting to interesting to see. And you know, making it more shocking is you know I actually thought the TV save for last week was pretty good mm-hmm. post revolution. Um, but there was definitely a loss of momentum coming off that dud of a finish to a pay-per-view. So last night's threat was the last thing I suspect. I just felt so bad, um, you know, about the timing, but apparently those fears were unwarranted. They did it. They did the yeah. thing. Did the thing. Do the thing, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, hey, WrestleMania is over, but it's still an exciting time in wrestling. We'll be, be pumping out the content. Like I said, we weren't even thinking about doing a show today and, here we are for you. So support the podcast, subscribe, leave us that five-star rating, subscribe to the YouTube channel because we're going to be doing more and more of these live streams. Love the software we're using for the live streams now and getting you guys involved in the show with putting your comments here on the video feed. And so we'll be doing a lot more in the coming weeks. Make sure you stay tuned for that. Kyle, an informal show, but I appreciate you jumping on right here before supper time with me to talk a little pro wrestling, my friend. Absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> follow him at trp kyle on twitter i am at ryan drosty that's d-r-o-s-t-e and he's pointing at it right now on the screen that's where you can find the info on the video stream the show is at top rope nation join us on the pro wrestling discussion group on facebook search top rope nation pro wrestling discussion or just click the link right here in the video description we're getting close to 300 members put us over the top would love to have you join us there great conversation conversations happening each and every day so with that i am ryan drosty he is kyle ross we will catch you guys next time have a good rest of your night and have a good weekend take care
Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.